0: I got 20 uh, uh, PP points, as I'm calling them, uh, for Dr. Pepper. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes,
1: it's Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out My name
0: is Chris Dillard And my name is Mike Royer And this week we're getting a final look at Marvel's Eternals Eternals I was going crazy because I just blanked and I was having like a shower moment And I thought they were called The Invincibles And I was like, no, that's not the name What are yeah. these people called? So I really need to watch this movie so I can <laughs> internalize the name
1: I, I, I do not blame you a bit It'll, <laughs> it'll probably help you out Uh, Black Canary is getting a spinoff. Okay. I don't know if it's a series or movie. We'll figure it out later. We dive into What If Episode 2 and more took me a little while to
0: dive into that second episode cuz i even sent you the text yep. message like earlier this week it was friday i just forgot it was a thing like this is the this is the downside of a wednesday premiere mm-hmm. i felt like with loki you know it was just a little bit more in like the zeitgeist so you know it would slightly trend a little bit earlier and i would like realize it was there but i think that since what if is still slightly niche you know being animated yeah. there's just a
1: certain number of people that just aren't going to well, watch it um. <laughs> I, I, I think, and we'll talk about it later I think what if on the whole Doesn't affect the MCU at large right now mm-hmm. So nobody's watching it They're like, this isn't going to affect whatever I see, you know, Spider-Man Or whatever, I mean, well, why should I even watch this? I think we'll see more later, but like I agree like The the, yeah. the pulse If you get yeah. your finger on the pulse, is not there yet
0: yeah, it does feel more supplementary at the moment. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's not worth watching. That's but, just unfortunately what it is right
1: now. What if is essentially uh, one of our segments where we go on a random thing about you know what would be cool in these movies mm-hmm. is, uh, and they just animated those. So I feel I feel we're responsible partially <laughs> for this, um, guys. We we are. We are not having a tech day. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. Um, so you know if All I'm saying
0: issues, is, Apple, you made a whole chip for these AirPods Pros to be able to connect to things like seamlessly. I spent hundreds of dollars on these like little tiny pieces of electronics that I'm gonna have to replace a little bit anyway cuz you've already made it like a diminishing like electronic that has to be replaced and it's just like you you won't even work. So uh as long as Skype holds up and I can just use my normal ear pods that go into the computer we will be okay.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know honestly Mike we should have just pulled up FaceTime uh on the computer in hindsight and just oh, talked over FaceTime. Yeah, I guess computer. it just
0: yeah, we don't know what's going on but we're here to give you the it, goods. It, yeah.
1: We are here. But I'm just telling you guys, uh, if, if something sounds funky, we'll fix it. We'll have it. We'll have <laughs> like like
0: like red-eye photos so. back in the uh, early aughts, right? Remember red-eye mm-hmm. people? You'd, you'd take a picture on your first-generation smartphone, and your eyes would be red, but you're like, oh, this is so cool. There's a little tool in my smartphone that removes red-eye. Like, I was telling Chris, there's a whole generation of kids that don't even realize red-eye was like a thing. They're going to stumble across, like – early like digital photos or even like real photography and be like oh my god people were demons back in the day this is this is the truth right here with our conspiracy culture right now this is absolutely going to happen
1: exactly remember you had to like pay extra to get that removed or like check a box and (laughs) get the photos developed i remember those days (laughs) but uh yeah, other days I remember, Mike. You you watch you watch you you watch the movies. We we watch the movies this week. I'm speaking of other this.
0: speaking of other days, was that yeah. the transition they were yeah, looking for? Yeah, pretty much <laughs> things we've watched
1: in the past. Uh, and I can't believe the movie you're about to tell me is almost ten years old.
0: Oh yeah, wow. Like it does kind of feel like something that like we're just a few years out of, and like oh maybe if we cross our fingers and hope that like there might still be a little pre-production for a sequel out there at some point in time but yeah it's been nearly a decade and last week I said I uh re Demolition Man and I was kind of looking for like a nice uh follow-up you know something not exactly in the same vein but you know just something to give me uh similar vibes you should so, have
1: stuck with Sylvester Stallone <laughs> version of this character
0: I know exactly I, I thought about that in hindsight uh but it's but not streaming but why can't you yeah because <laughs> it's not streaming but but the non-Sylvester uh, Stallone version of the Judge Dredd comic book's adaption to film, just called Simply Dread, came out in 2012, starring Carl Urban, and it's streaming on Hulu, and it was just a fun, nice time to revisit the movie. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, and I feel like I mainly have internalized the kind of action plot. Drive of going up the Building scaling the tower Kind of similar to the movie the raid That kind of had a similar plot of bad guy At the top so go up um, but re-watching it, I realized I really kind of miss the the world building here, like, you know, Mega City, these judges, kind of like this dystopian future. You know, I really want to see more of this world, so it, it's a shame that, you know, we're probably not going to be getting a sequel for this, but then I realized, oh, yeah, this is based on a comic book. If yeah. I want more of it, I could probably just go read the comic book and things will probably be well, just fine, and I'll get to yeah. explore this world a little bit more.
1: D- I, I, yeah, I think Dread was really, really cool. And, you know, even if they don't go a movie, like, this is, like, something they should turn into, like, a TV series, right? Imagine, like, the Mega City series you know dealing with these high rise apartments and the judges and like what? Uh, I think she's a judge but she's got psychic powers right like the one change, yeah um, yeah
0: she's like on her provisional first day of duty during this movie which was a pretty clever idea I think for the story overall but yeah exactly it's probably more than likely when this IP returns it probably will be a series kind of in the same vein of like when we were talking about the last Hellboy movie which totally different quality right but it, it's like when an IP like kind of a has a failure to launch so many times and features mm-hmm. it just makes sense that it
1: probably would go to series next because that's kind of where and, all the money is well and hellboy has a series the BPRD right like a, a literally a paranormal investigative police force as well mm-hmm. so like if you've got a whole force you know i don't want to say that we go the Gotham you know route or whatever that new Shows coming up, it's called. But like, you know, you have an opportunity of a bunch of characters and a bunch of stories that can like uh-huh. pull this along rather than just relying on Hellboy the whole time. Yeah, and and, and Dread is and, and and of course the Judge Dread, right? Like, <laughs> and so I'm really surprised and, you didn't go down the Sylvester Stallone rabbit hole.
0: Yeah, I know. I just realized that after um, after I watched the movie, I was like, oh yeah, so I got to check out the Sylvester Stallone one because that one came out in the '90s. It's been so long since I've seen it. I'll basically be watching it brand new. I think I remember a set piece where he tries to sneak, like, back into the police station or something. So I think at some point, Judge Dredd becomes, like, disavowed, maybe? I, I, I just no. have a vague memory of, of the movie, so... That'll be interesting.
1: Are you sure you're not talking like Mission Impossible? Because <laughs> I think that happens to him in every... Yeah, I, I
0: remember him in like a in like an air duct, I feel like. But that's like the only memory I have of this. I'm sure I watched the Sylvester he- Stallone one way too young.
1: Well, the Sylvester Stallone one's notorious because he literally takes his helmet off at every chance. Uh, and, and Carl yeah. Urban does not take his helmet yeah. off the entire time. And day. it's
0: great. When you watch Carl Urban's version of the character, you just can't not try to imitate his scowl and if you if you try to do it and then look in the mirror you're realizing you're doing it too much it's actually he's doing this artful job of just doing just enough scowl to where it kind of looks plausible that a human would just have that look on their face like uh like the character in the comic book because if you go too much it just looks like you're frowning but uh i i wanted to continue the trend because I really like the writing in Dread. And the film was written by Alex Garland. And he has a film that he wrote that was has been on my bucket list for a while. And that was 28 Days Later, which mm-hmm. is streaming over on HBO Max. And I feel like I know so much about this movie, even though I've never seen it. Because I feel like it kind of got famous off its production right because it was on such a slim budget i looked it up it was like made for eight million dollars it made like over 80 million dollars in the box office which is a huge profit margin these are kind of like blumhouse numbers right yep. for like very successful uh, box office returns um i'm in the middle of the sequel right now so i haven't quite finished the sequel of 28 weeks later so i can't comment fully on that but i just thought 28 days later was interesting because you really got to watch it in the context of knowing when it came out right this was like early 2000s like they brag about using like one of the first kind of like consumer grade dvi canon cameras i think it's like the xl1 or something and it's just like the film was literally recorded on like a little cassette tape that goes in the camera. And I, Chris, I know you're very familiar with these cameras because yeah, yeah. Uh, you and my wife both worked at, within like the film department with these cameras back in college. Like this was just before things all yeah. moved over digital, but you guys had to film like your senior projects on these little DV tapes, right?
1: Oh yeah. I mean that you put the DV tapes into the big cameras and then there's always a risk after you film it, you go pop them into the, 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 cause you have to, essentially play the whole video back to capture it to edit it on a computer Uh and there's always a risk it's going to eat the goddamn tape (laughs) that's like the scariest thing in the world
0: Yeah, and like these cameras like just barely pass the threshold for like cinematic quality like just barely but they talked about how great it was because they're so portable and to get these kind of like post-apocalyptic zombie shots, you know, we they only had like so much time to close off these, these very famous like uh, landmarks in like London. So uh, it, it's just it looks like the best student film like you've ever watched, right, which is kind of a dig at it, but also kind of not. So it's it's kind of fun watching it, looking at like that. But also, it also kind of reignited this whole like zombie genre, which I totally forgot about in like the early two thousands. Like after this movie, like really popped off. You got things like Shaun of the Dead, like that James Gunn, uh, James Gunn, uh, Zack Snyder. I always forget the name of that one. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. So you get all like you just kind of reinvigorated the zombie, and um, it's just it it was it was interesting and worthwhile to go back and watch it. But I think if you showed it to somebody with like context they'd be like what is this old janky zombie movie
1: that you're trying to show me right well the the, the crazy thing about this is again danny boyle went on the direct you know bigger better things but uh, mm-hmm. you talked about uh what was it um uh a quiet place part two killian murphy uh is in this one as well like he's the mm-hmm. main character and went on to to be that same do a, a, a similar scary horror creature movie you know later mm-hmm. on uh, I think this this movie kind of, to me, kicked off this fast zombie craze, right? Like, I don't remember fast zombies before this movie. Do you? Uh,
0: yeah, I guess they uh, – yeah, it's hard to say with such a large, like, science fiction uh, database of, like, zombie stories. Like, I don't want to stretch yeah. and say they invented the fast zombie, but they definitely popularized they, it to the mainstream.
1: Yeah. Exactly. That that's the thing. Like you know, that's 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 crazy. And they they never say they're zombie because they have a virus and all this other stuff. But yeah, I I remember I I have this one and the other one. I think I I had them on um, Blu-ray or something. But yeah, these are great like low-budget films that are kind of you know they they, they turned around and, and did really well in 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 the long run.
0: Yeah, but it looks like Alex Garland also is credited for um, writing a screenplay for Halo. So I don't I don't know what that is. It's like the most recent thing on his IMDb. So I don't know if the Showtime slash Paramount streaming show is going to evolve into a movie at some point in time. Or if Alex Garland is just so successful, he just gets uh, money for whatever he likes to do. Uh So that could also be the case. But either way, I haven't seen Ex Machina. So maybe I just need to go on like an Alex Garland uh, kind of marathon Mm -hmm. watch.
1: Yeah, uh, where did you see Halo at? Was that IMDb, probably? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, mean, I was on Wikipedia and I didn't see it. So it probably, if it's not on Wiki, it probably was something he was part of. Yeah, but like I said, I'm in the middle of
0: uh, 28 Weeks Later, uh, that which has Jeremy Renner in it. wasn't expecting that. They injected a lot of Americans into the sequel because I have a feeling a lot more American money came into it. And then I think relatively recently there's still a possible hope for a 28 Months Later. They said that they have a good idea for it, but uh, who knows when they're actually going to make it. But man, the last year would have been great time to get some B-roll for 28 Months Later. I'll tell you what but uh yeah that's what i've been watching chris
1: okay well that's that's pretty that's a pretty good catch here uh, a little, little bit lower on the list so i'm gonna kick this off with what very few people i've been able to tell this week um i was able lucky blessed hashtag blessed mike to <laughs> be able to watch shang chi and the legend of the ten rings two weeks early um yes yes the, the red carpet debut was monday right and i believe they announced this monday night or tuesday morning and I had 24 hours to get my ass up to Indianapolis and stand in line <laughs> and hopefully get to watch this movie in a pandemic world. Um, so uh, I did, uh, you know, thankfully my wife was able to tag along with me. We drove up, uh, waited in line for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Um, we weren't sure if we were going to get in, you know, they never know. Uh, but we were able to go see it. What's crazy about the showing is Mike. they literally took and brown bagged our phones at the door and gave us. a ticket. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. No phones were allowed to go in here. Um, uh the, i think there's like maybe what 10 cities that did this i think maybe 10 or, 10 or 15 yeah
0: I, I i took a look at the link when you said that this was a possibility and i think there was at least maybe three theaters kind of out here in southern california that were doing it so yeah um i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna roll the dice but we did end up getting our tickets yeah. for the uh for the normal uh premiere oh, the, yeah I still, <laughs> i'm still holding my, rest my, of my tickets as well
1: yeah i'm still holding that so um, this experience was crazy. Cause you, they, they over, they say they overbooked the tickets. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they give out more free tickets than they have seats for in hopes to pack it. But in a pandemic world, I was like, they probably didn't do that this time. Um, they probably didn't fill it. And I don't think they filled the whole theater. They made everyone um, if you were together. So my wife and I sat together, they made everyone put like one space seating around everybody throughout the mm-hmm. whole thing. So it was, it wasn't, it wasn't full. It was very packed, but it was very, um, yeah, there was still space. Um, one of the interesting things is uh, at the concession stands there, uh, they're out of food. Uh, apparently, there's a shortage of theater snacks out, oh. out in like, uh, <laughs> wow. like, like regular food. They had some candies. Um, uh, we had um, I forget uh, popcorn, Skittles, a bag of Skittles, and there was something else. Um, but like they are running short on theater food. Food. So uh, if anyone's actually going out to the theaters. You know be wary of that don't don't plan to eat your whole dinner at the theater is what i'm going to tell you <laughs> uh maybe they have red vines and twizzlers but um i'm not going to spoil this movie because i want everyone else to experience it mm-hmm. but uh kind of unspoilery the trailers for this movie are not doing it justice mike like oh, i wow. i thought i had a grasp of what i knew what this movie was going to uh, do and be and no absolutely well, not and this is a good fo- thing
0: it's funny also, because you're also mimicking something that I just saw Simulu uh, tweet uh, just the other day, where uh, he uh, he kind of subtweeted somebody uh, that was saying, oh, they've released so much footage out there online that you can basically watch the whole movie already. And then he subtweeted them and said, you all haven't seen nothing yet. So it oh. sounds like from your point of view, yes, what we're seeing out already online uh, and also, I have a feeling this person is not familiar with uh, Sony's uh, The Amazing Spider-Man starring uh, Andrew Garfield, which literally yeah. did that. You could watch, like, 40 minutes of the movie in, like,
1: previews uh, yeah. ahead of time. So uh, this is not one of those situations. <laughs> Absolutely not. I was blown away by how much they've really not shown. And, like, not, that I, they're, not they're not editing things out of the trailer. How about that? Mm-hmm. Like that they're not doing that. But this is – there are – it's just—it was just mind-blowing. I'm, I'm very excited for people to watch it and kind of get their opinions on it because, you know, I—I'm in a, you know, when you, if you had the opportunity, to do this, you'd be giddy as hell, right? Like, imagine, like, oh my god, I go see a Marvel movie two weeks early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want that to kind of like have rose-tinted glasses on my experience, so I've kind of also been like gathering my thoughts. But, um, I'm excited to everyone else to watch it and kind of, yeah. kind of, see what it is. But I, well, wholeheartedly recommend this in theaters, yeah. Mike.
0: I mean, this is a great way to say, um, stay tuned for our review because you'll be getting a very kind of um, uh, quick reaction from me, like less than 24 hours when we record yeah. the review. But Chris will have had like multiple viewings and multiple weeks uh, marinate with this movie. So he'll have uh, probably well-collected thoughts for the film, which is good to know. Yeah. Uh, one question I'll ask before we go into it, totally non-spoilery, but how many end credit scenes Two. are we talking here? Two.
1: Okay. <laughs> So, so this is standard movie. We are back to standard Marvel movie fare. Okay. One mid-credits, one post-credits. Okay, at the very, very end. All right, great. I
0: will yeah. stay seated. I will run in between to go pee if I need to. Yeah. But good, great, hey. Shang-Chi Legend of the I have to say, Chris, I, before, I, I have started to see some initial impressions for the movie online, and things seem to be looking positive. And then I hear from you I'm starting to get positive vibes off of you. And this is great because I started feeling kind of – down on the movie a little bit not necessarily just from the trailers but i was just like oh we're just we're getting another origin story i know this is a different a brand new character but it's just like how many times have i gone to an mcu movie with an origin story and really have been blown away so it sounds like maybe i can possibly get my hopes up a little bit more i don't know if i'm setting myself self up but i'm excited to go see uh shang chi and it's gonna be yeah. the first time i've been back at the theaters in like a year and a half so this is gonna be a monumental moment for me
1: yeah, and and I hope it fixes uh, your pronunciation because they very much explain Shang Chi in this film. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 really I I will tell you uh, this isn't a spoiler, but there are um, parts of the movie where it's in only Chinese with subtitles, and that's mm-hmm. it felt so authentic to this film, and that was really good to have that. So um, yeah, the trailers are not doing you justice, folks. I'm very excited <laughs> to to talk this over with you, but um and then um if any. I, I don't want to ruin this movie for anything, but if anyone has any questions, please shoot me a DM on Twitter, uh, Valdane, V-A-L-D-A-N, and I will answer anything just in case anyone has any questions. So, um,
0: Look at that. Chris out there with the hookup, seeing yeah. the movies early. Uh, he's just better than the rest of us. That's just how it is. It's true. It's true. I, I but I, I do what I can. I, I walk among the people, Mike. I, I want to be among <laughs> the people. I'll tell you, I'm over, th- I'm over here just like barely trying to figure out how Apex Legends works, and you're yeah. just out
1: there experiencing life. Right. Exactly. Uh, it totally threw my weekend into disarray. I will tell you, this has thrown all my sleep schedule and every plan I had to do for this week out the window. I was like, <laughs> I lost a whole day to this. Um, but. Um, i tell you, one of the only times I ever remember I've I, I got to see other movies early, but one of the times I got to see everything early was, in fact, uh, the first Avengers movie. I got to see it four weeks early um, at, at a convention. And um, there were literally this group of four girls. I think they had to have been like, you know, upper high school, intro to college, crying when Coulson was stabbed in that movie. Like, I will <laughs> never forget like them bawling in the theater.
0: Don't you really want to cool. know like where they were when they saw uh, Endgame? Like, how did they react when they saw Tony Stark I, I, die? If they're bawling over Coulson, yeah, right? <laughs> and,
1: and and this this is this this showing was great because guess what. Nobody had their fucking phones out the entire movie oh cuz they were all kidnapped at the door. And what I'm like, a this, joy. this should be <laughs> I'm like, this should be normal. Like, can we do this every time? Like because no one there was not a single distraction in the movie other than the screen and that was beautiful." So, Oh my god. We um, love to see it. We I know, love to love see it. it. But, you know, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about the movie after that for Marvel. The it's not The Eternals. It's a Marvel's Eternals. Mike, I'm going to have to learn this because it was the Eternals, and they just went Eternals. And we got our final trailer released online. I'm going to link that uh, in our show notes here. I don't have it now, but when you watched it. I know you watched it. We all talked about it. Um, so we, we got to experience this Eternals trailer, Mike. And what I want to get your opinion on this because I know the Eternals. I've read the books. I, I even own some of the originals from the, the 70s and 80s. Uh, what did you think of this trailer?
0: i tell you what, this was the trailer I really needed to just understand what is really going on here, right? We're starting to get an idea of just purely from the trailers that we've seen that who, what the, these Eternals are, they seem to be brought to Earth through these Celestials. They didn't quite say the word Celestials, but they do cut away to one floating right up there in space with its Couple. giant multiple red eyes, right? Yeah, there's a green uh,
1: one that's like building galaxies in one shot, mm-hmm. and then the red one, which seems to be the one that they're very much... I guess, scared of or aware of.
0: Yeah, and now we get to see all of the the superpowers that these Eternals have, which seem to be some combination of, like, laser beams either coming out of the eyes or the fingers or kind of encased around fists... Or I guess Angelina weapons? Jolie's manifests in like uh, weapons. Uh, is this the first time that we are seeing um, um, Jon Snow? I can't remember the na- his name off the top of my head. Kit Harington. Um, Kit, Kit Harington was Har-
1: in, he was in uh, the first trailer, but like very briefly. He did not okay. have a. I don't think he had a speaking role, uh, or as long prolonged as he did here. Yeah, he
0: definitely has more of a role in this trailer. As far as I can tell, he looks pre black knight um so he doesn't quite have any 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 indication that he may or may not be super powered but who knows they could just be hiding that for the trailer and maybe he doesn't get any powers through this whole movie and maybe this is just a a slow setup for the character but we do a get Kit, to see a, a little red bit
1: Kit Harrington if you will. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it. Uh, we get to see some uh, different forms of deviance, uh, uh, these Creature different... Watch for
1: Mike. That's what yes, I said. Yes, Creature Watch.
0: But I feel like these are almost starting to diverge from creature. Like when I think creature, I think of like living, breathing kind of like mammal reptile you know something that kind of like evolved these seem to be just kind of like amorphous alien blobs that were kind of maybe looked like they were cooked up in a lab so Mm -hmm. like yeah maybe creatures uh but we do get to see something that resembles more of a humanoid with multiple eyes and that kind of leans more towards uh like deviance. Which uh, supposedly we may have seen a deviant already, which would be Thanos, but I don't know if we've had any confirmation within the MCU yeah. that he is straight up deviant.
1: That is a question um, again. Listener show Patrick did ask me. Uh, Thanos it comes from a line of Eternals, but he is an Eternal with a deviant gene in him, which you know causes him to be you know kind of more powered. Uh, I always I said that as Starlet said, that nutsack of a chin he has. Mm-hmm. Um, deviants have those chins uh, from the, the Celestials choose Deviant genes. So scrolls have those chins, right? They all come from like the same lineage, but I think mm-hmm. these Deviants uh, look a little bit more, like you said, amorphous, right? A little bit more silvery and black and like, like uh, webby, even like Sinui, mm-hmm. if you will. So yeah, I don't know if they'll tie Thanos into this, but I will say to do that, they do a- ask that question literally out the gate. Why didn't you fight against Thanos? Mm -hmm. Um, And and I've I've seen uh, their response is we only do things that the the Celestials said don't do it unless deviants are involved. So I think, you know, Thanos may not be a deviant. Or literally, Thanos were literally there. He was there for what, 90 seconds in uh, Infinity War? He showed up with like all the stones but one in Wakanda and was like, boom, done. Uh, Yeah, I I guess that's true. Not I, I guess much. that's it's true when you seconds. think
0: about it technically. He really does not interfere with planet Earth directly for very long, or at least enough for if these Eternals are on the other side of the planet, how quickly could they, you know, put a faction yeah. together on head on over there. But there is another big point that we get from this trailer of kind of what we're seeing story-wise is there's something called an emergence, right? Yes. And I think the most interesting thing that they say about it, I don't know what it is. Basically, plot wise, it just seems to be a ticking clock that they have seven days to get the gang back together is what it sounds like uh, to stop the emergence. But the emergence was a catalyst from the people being brought back to Earth which I thought was really interesting because we've talked kind of about that idea on the show, right? Of like, oh, what happens when all of these people come back? You know, is there some sort of cosmic energy that kind of returns to the universe and maybe that will spark the, you know, the mutant gene or what have you? So it seems like they are kind of using a similar storyline. No mention of mutants, but, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But it was cool to kind of see some of the powers, kind of see a little bit more of the filmmaking and the staging. Mm -hmm. It does feel more and more every trailer we get that this was made by an oscar winner right there seems to be a little bit more of um an emotional camera you know pointed towards these characters which is not something i think we get to see that often in these marvel movies
1: well kind of as um again i'll give credit to to patrick was talking about this this feels like all the designs are elegant everything seems very you know um Classical, if you will, kind of like a mm. film. Uh, now, mind you, there are scenes where there are like again they're shooting energy out of their their hands and and eyes, but like there seems to be a lot of like uh, a lot of emotion here for the a team this large. Uh, we're not getting the the rock and soundtracks of James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy mm. team, but like you know I, for this being not a non Avengers team, there seems it looks absolutely fantastic. The the cinematic shots, the the way like how everything i guess the contrastiness of like the the scenes looks fabulous uh for this and i'm i i i love cosmic stuff when it comes to marvel and but like i still feel like i want to see one more trailer but i I don't think we're going to before yeah i I think
0: this might have even been billed as like a final last trailer so yeah i think this will be about it it. does say
1: final trailer yeah yeah um now i mean so when you when you watch this uh, again uh there there is a um you know, every, every Eternal has, like, a special power. And we see a lot more of Icarus, right? The uh, Richard Madden's character who seems to be, like, he can fight and shoot. He's, like, he, people are, like, is he Superman? Yeah, he's pretty much Superman, Like right? He, like, can punch things really hard and shoot things out of his eyes. Uh, you know, uh, Athena, uh, who is uh, Angelina Jolie, creates weapons. Icarus, who, uh, is it Icarus? No. No, I already said Icarus. I'm thinking of... Um, Man, Selma Hayek's character can speak to Celestials. She can, like, talk to them in their language. She's, like, the only one. So I'm really excited to kind of see all their powers come together because there's so mm-hmm. many of them. And, you know, they will take liberties from the comic books. I don't expect a one-for-one kind of thing. But uh, people have said, you know, this is, like, a, a very Jack Kirby-esque kind of thing when you start seeing, like, oh, we actually get a real Celestial, a live Celestial for the first time ever. Uh, in, in the in the, the in the in the movies. Now we mind you, we saw one briefly in Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think these are going to be larger than life. And yeah. I sent you well, the yeah. Funko Pops, even just to show you like how <laughs> yeah. cool they looked.
0: Well, also the the ones in Guardians of the Galaxy were also just in kind of like a flashback visual, right? They weren't technically tangibly in the movie. Like it seems like these are actually going to be characters that, if. Uh, at some point in time, an actor supplied any sort of voice to it, even if it ends up kind of being a um, a Bill Hader, like BB-8 type of situation, where they just kind of really just like, uh, you know, they just need him for a sound effect. Uh, like there could be a Celestial basically in the cast list is what I'm trying to say. So right. these will actually be a presence in the film, which is really exciting because this is a really crazy abstract thing to tackle. Now, I know you're saying... Well, uh, now there was a celestial already. It was in Ga- yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, but that was embodied by a man, and also it does it just it does not kind of fit the same grandiose scale and also just abstractness of just like a weird gigantic like space being. It's just like so weird, and the only way yeah. you can really
1: tangle it is just put it into a person, and then a- and, well, it'll we, be untangled, uh, right? For, in be untangled. <laughs> yeah, in Guardians One, the planet Nowhere is the severed head of a celestial. Mm-hmm. So if that tells you how literally large, larger than the, than a person they are, like a whole colony of people lived in there, uh, or aliens lived in in the head of one, like they're not just like oh he's like ten feet tall and we're six feet tall, like these things could literally grab a planet in their hand, right, and and do yeah. so. So uh, I'm I'm I have a lot of questions. How are the yeah. Celestials tied to this? How are the what is are you know what are the Eternals like? What's the, what's the main ploy here? What is this emergence? Is it the emergence of actually a celestial coming back to Earth? Is it, you know, the rise of deviance in the downtime when people were gone, like in the shadows? Or like, are they are they underground like the um, they kind of were in the comic books? I don't know, but I, I, I'm excited. This looks different than any other Marvel movie, Mike, and I, I don't yeah. know about you. Like, and and believe you it or
0: not, speaking of deviance and speaking of the floating head of nowhere, we'll be talking about those two things later on at the end of the show so these things come back up and I'd love to see an origin yeah. of how the that celestial gets its head lopped off like that would be cool if that was included in this
1: movie yeah uh, yeah if yeah I mean this would be the time to do it wouldn't to kind of give us a history mm-hmm. of the celestial I figure this movie is going to open with like a flashback like a voiceover kind of thing like you think there's gonna be like some narration like at the beginning of time there were celestials kind of thing mm-hmm. so um, I'm excited this trailer uh, really kind of piqued my interest a little bit more uh, I was so excited but Comes out November fifth, uh, in theaters this year. Did you like the show Loki? I don't. I mean, this is. I. Of course, I did. Course like I this did show? Chris. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, apparently, uh, Kevin Feige, he's out doing the rounds. Shang Chi's out there, Mike. We're gonna be getting questions, questions, questions out of this man, and apparently, uh, he's currently working to look for a director for this series' second season. Um, after the original one, I forget her name. Was it Kate Heron? Uh, or was that WandaVision? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. They they're not returning for the second season, and that's fine. It doesn't indicate anything's different. Um, but uh, they are looking for a, a, like a director slash showrunner, I guess, for this to to get it up and going. So we may be waiting a little bit longer. Uh, maybe that means they've not probably don't have many scripts. Um, they probably need a, another year to film So maybe two years out Mike before we get a second season You think?
0: Yeah, I don't know I know this isn't The case but I do like the idea of like Kevin Feige going on like Zip Recruiter and Putting like an ad for director Loki looking for a hard working person With a good eye and likes comic Books and like they just bring in people From off the street uh, That'd be so funny yeah, oh. he doesn't need to tell anybody He's looking for directors they already have like I'm sure like a long list of people that they're ready To tap right? Right. He's like, oh, I wonder what Reddit will say about which directors we should hire for season two today. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, exactly. Well, and also when it comes to the TV space, right, it's always people that nobody really knows of anyway. Right. The, you know, they've obviously worked already in Hollywood. You know, they have some credits behind their name, but it's not these aren't going to be like household names necessarily. And that's not a bad thing. Right. right. So it's just funny. Like, yeah, I'm just going to go out there on Craigslist, see if I can find a director. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a Facebook ask. Does anyone know of a director (laughs) I can get for Loki season two? Uh, Yeah, yeah, Yeah. we're available. We're we are available. You can hire us. Yeah,
0: we could figure. We would figure it out. We'd put all we put our heart and soul into it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I we'd have to give up the podcast, folks, but we would probably do. We probably. Yeah, I, I think you'd be okay with it. Yeah. Um, But he also did mention something else about Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. He did say that we will get a trailer before the movie. And people are (laughs) like, Kevin, you rascal. Take off those... New Balance six oh eight shoes. Get over here! You telling your dad? Oh God! Jokes.
0: Speaking of Spider Man, as of right now, recording here, late Sunday afternoon for me, Sunday evening for you, Chris. It's currently trending right now on Twitter. Spider Man, No Way Home. I keep I, checking it throughout the show, just in case, in case like a real trailer actually leaks. We've yeah. already talked about like a cell phone leak that Chris has kind of scrubbed through a little I, bit. I have
1: had f- no less than five people send that to me since <laughs> I've been on the call with you, Mike. So for forty 47- seven. minutes now i've had five people send me this leaked trailer
0: so. I would like to thank everybody for not sending me this trailer. I... Actually, th- there's a chance that people may have been sending it to me on TikTok, but I just hardly ever look at my TikTok DMS cause I'm just mindlessly scrolling mm-hmm. on there and barely interacting with the app. Uh, but I was just on Twitter and there was now people are po- posting leaked screenshots from this leaks trailer. So I've already kind of not really had things necessarily spoiled for me, but like it, basically by the time you're listening to this podcast, right? The trailer is probably already going to be out there. You're going to be like, what what are you guys talking about this is already old right. news so well, this is just I, another plea to stay subscribed stay tuned we'll be talking about the spider-man no way home trailer i'm sure next week
1: yeah and let me let me be honest i love when people send me this stuff so do not i'm not <laughs> complaining five people sent it to me i love when my phone blows up from it so please uh-huh. continue to to let me know when you guys see stuff before i do most of the times i'm, I'm on it like i I'm, I'm usually pretty on it but this this past week like i said everything has been uh, I've not been on my phone enough To to check the, the usual suspects If you will um, I made my show notes at 7 in the morning today Mike For the <laughs> show so if that tells you anything But tomorrow is CinemaCon And uh-huh. CinemaCon Sony is actually kicking off Monday night and for a while Now people have been like they have a trailer for, for Spider-Man No Way Home, and they will probably be debuting online between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern, I believe, or maybe Pacific. Either between 6 and 9 p.m. tomorrow, somewhere in the world, uh, we will be probably getting a full No Way Home trailer. And because of this leak, which is watermarked to shit, um, <laughs> you can be... Sure that we will never get a leak again for this stuff But um.
0: yeah and and sometimes Something can premiere at a Comic convention and it doesn't get released Publicly but that's like if it's much Earlier like I sent Chris this chart That we uh, that we found on Twitter Of just kind of like the windows of How long it's taken from the first Trailer to the release of the film And we are, right now, Spider-Man No Way Home has taken the record for basically coming right up to the line with, like, the latest uh, trailer to ever come up to The uh, Incredible Hulk.
1: Oh, was that number one? The Incredible Hulk was 93 days from trailer between, uh, I guess, teaser and movie premiere. Three Mm. months for that movie. And let me tell you, they've tried to sweep that under the rug ever since. um, (laughs) Uh, Iron Man did did blow that one out of the water. Uh, There are 117 days right now captain america the first avenger was 121 days so that's that's pretty close but everything other than that this document shows our windows are between 142 and 204 days normally Mm. uh which is usually what we say right we're usually like you know it's five to i guess that's how many months is that five to seven yeah uh five to six and a half uh months out so yeah half a year uh, is i say this is this is wild yeah and and there's an asterisk beside black widow i don't see what the asterisk means um (laughs) I guess was that... Well, I guess that was... was, uh, because it was delayed, delayed, so, yeah. Yeah, delayed. Yeah, yeah, delayed. So, that's cool. So, I think we're going to get a trailer tomorrow. You know why I think we're going to get a trailer tomorrow? Why is that, Chris? Because later in the episode, there is another Sony movie that now is, like, has a locked-in date. So, I think Sony is committing to release dates finally. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think they're committing to a release date for one, which will essentially uh, commit a release date for this, because I believe you could essentially um, shoot your web, if you will, for (laughs) Spider-Man way too early if you don't have a release date for the movie yet. So um, I think Marvel will take the hit on Shang-Chi and the Eternals being new movies. And like, look, we didn't make a billion dollars on these, but they're setting the franchises up where Spider-Man is the third – we need a good Spider Man three and this is the money maker, right, for everybody. So Well
0: also, I mean, like, that's almost kind of common now for when you go see a Marvel movie, usually there's two Marvel trailers in front of it, right? So, like, Shang-Chi is now stacked. I'm going to go see Shang-Chi, and I'm going to see the Eternals trailer, and I'm also probably going to see the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer in front of it. So it's all marketing, right? We're all just Mm -hmm. waiting for marketers and their big brains to let us see the trailers when it's most appropriate
1: for our eyeballs. You know what would be wicked is right after Shang-Chi, they dropped the Doctor Strange trailer uh, because of all the rumors of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Uh, We're getting so much Doctor Strange at once. Bring it. Um, Put it in my veins. Yeah, They'll probably do... You know, if I was a Batman... But at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home? The post credit scene is the Doctor Strange trailer.
0: I mean, we're probably... That would be cool. That would be great. But we're also... I think we're overdue for a Hawkeye trailer, too. So we need to get mm. one of those here soon.
1: Eh, Hawkeye, whatever. He shoots arrows. <laughs> <I> mean, <whatever. laughs> He's
0: small beans. Small potatoes.
1: Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, we'll probably get something. That's a good call. That's a good call. So hopefully CinemaCon can get us something good. But Sony technically will have the trailer for this movie. Not Marvel or Disney. And again as we state millions and millions of times, Sony trailers suck. Uh, so, uh, if you're mm-hmm. not happy with it, just wait for the movie. Cause I remember the whole year Mike complained about, uh, far from home and then he ended <laughs> up loving the movie. So, uh, very excited for this. Very excited. Uh, and also if that leak trailers out there and you don't know about it yet, don't go looking for it. If you want, don't want spoiled. So mm-hmm. avoid it. Black Panther, Wakanda forever. This is a comic book, uh, com exclusive i'm just gonna give them credit because it is theirs. riri williams uh who will play ironheart uh actress dominic thorne will debut in black panther wakanda forever first uh and they're currently filming um in a fake mit setting which is actually where riri williams went, which is you know where tony stark went to college uh all ties them together so i believe they know she's on set so i think that's why they went ahead and announced this kevin feige announced this uh to gotcha. kind of get ahead of that to get ahead of the, like the set photo leaks right yeah. like where people are doing I mean
0: that. Th- this makes sense to to introduce the character a little early cuz I was thinking about this the other day you know uh, iron man the the character that set off the whole MCU you know he lasted until the end of end game sacrificed himself to save basically half of the universe right uh, that's a those are big shoes to fill right not just like charismatically but like just hero-wise yeah. just the the big plot points Within the MCU A lot of them derive from Tony Stark So this is a big character To put into an Iron Man Suit right So it makes sense you know introduce Us to her early so we can get a feel For the character so you know it's a big deal When she straps on a suit uh, I think it's interesting that it seems like a lot of the technology is going to be coming from Wakanda here moving forward into the next phase, phase of Marvel. You know, it was Tony Stark that was kind of outfitting everybody, right? You know, oh, you get a suit, you get a suit. I'll give you an upgrade here, I'll give you an upgrade there. And now it seems like it's all going to come from Wakanda, right? So I guess this is their uh, uh, outreaching mission of spreading their uh, spreading their uh, love across the world and not well, being isolationists anymore.
1: Yeah, that, uh, and that, uh, that's true. I think also... What I would love to see based on you know, Doctor Strange and the Spider-Man rumors, What if it was like magic infused vibranium Like could you imagine how powerful that kind of weapon and armor would be Like for an upcoming Avengers movie kind of thing Like oh everyone gets magic infused vibranium gear to enhance their abilities. Wouldn't that be awesome, like, overall? Yeah, I mean,
0: that would be cool. And also, this kind of would hopefully uh, gloss over, like, a big pet peeve that I have in uh, superhero movies is, like, how logically can these characters kind of get their super suits, you know, if they're not already super powered? Like, I can't believe even the smartest teenager on the planet can build an Iron Man suit, right? You know, I believe Tony Stark can do it because they did it a great way in the original film where he started with a very prototype suit in the middle of the desert and he was motivated by a life or death situation and it barely barely even survived the walk outside the cave,
1: right? If you'll excuse me, Tony Stark built this in a cave. (laughs) There we go, sorry with a box of scraps. With a box of scraps. So,
0: and then he was like this billionaire that had all of these resources, right? So like, yeah. I, I just really hope they don't do a scene where like, Oh, they show her like a garage outside her parents' house. And she's just cobbling together some technology, you know, just because well, she's quote unquote smart to me. It's just like make it a little bit more believable. Now she's in like a Wakanda workshop. Right. And she's over there, like on a work study or like a study abroad or something. And she's like a big Iron Man super fan. And then like, you know when she's supposed to be in her dorm like sleeping she she sneaks into like shiri's shop and starts like putting together like you know gauntlets or something like that's much more well, believable so, so i i kind of like the direction that they might be pointing yeah, this
1: th- that could be a, a, her comic book inspiration i believe she also gets not stolen tech but some secondhand iron man tech uh, mm-hmm. to build her suit rather than starting from scratch and then it's kind of given the blessing from Tony Stark. And we don't we don't have that luxury in here, right? So yeah. maybe maybe she gets her hands on some secondary vibranium or some secondary Iron Man stuff and tries to mix and match them. Maybe uh, that could yeah. be... It but, does make
0: you wonder where the blessing does come from, right? right. Because, like, who, like who's it going to be? Like, who's going to come in and kind of be the stand-in well, for, like, oh, is it going to be happy? Is it going to be John Favreau
1: that's going to be like, no, you, you would be good? <laughs> well, I think that comes into our next bit of news here, the Armor Wars series, Mike. Mm-hmm. What if it's Don Cheadle who gives the blessing because he has his own war machine armor?
0: Yeah, I mean that makes sense if you're trying to think of uh, the character not the actor since he technically has not been around since the beginning but he's if you think of he's Emmy nominated
1: he, for his appearance <laughs> in Talking Children
0: He's so good. He makes you think that he was in the first Iron Man movie, uh, but it seems like he would be the most logical next to like Pepper Potts, right? Who yeah. would know Tony the best? I, I, you know, Cap would be a good second, but he's like an old wrinkly man now. I, I doubt he's gonna. Chris Evans is gonna be popping back up again, but yeah, Don Cheeto could possibly kind of figuratively and, hand over the mantle.
1: Well, I, but also Armor Wars, which we're, we're talking about now. Is a, a series about what if Tony Stark's armor gets in the wrong hands, right? What if there is Tony Stark tech out in the wild being funneled, and and somehow that's how R- RiRi comes across it along the way?
0: Yeah, um, maybe like a
1: secondhand like bootleg suit. You yeah, know? exactly. Or it, but like you know, she's I expect her to show up in Armor Wars just as much as her own show kind of thing and mm. kind of get a kickoff. But uh, we know now that um, Yasir Lester, uh, who's known for writing the show Black Monday with Don Cheadle. Uh, Was also a writer on Girls to be the head writer For this series Um, He was a comedian turned writer as well Uh, So hopefully this isn't like a funny show Um, Because again uh, Don Cheadle is supposedly to be not quite a uh, uh, paraplegic, but he does have you know walking issues because he was shot out of the sky in Civil War.
0: Hey, we saw him in his uh, his Emmy award winning or Emmy nominated performance in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, he did such a good job walking walking with robot legs. We didn't even know he was wearing them under his pants.
1: Yeah, I didn't so. even I, yeah I didn't even <laughs> know uh, for for the minute he was there. But I mean, I think armor. I think I think we talk about everything being connected i think this is a good opportunity for them to connect literally black panther armor wars and Ironheart together mm-hmm. into one cohesive story to build this character up rather than just like hey here's a new show called iron heart here's your new character Remy williams who's a teenage girl who's an iron man go uh yeah. so uh, <laughs> i hope I, again uh praise be kevin feige all hail him and what he does so uh <laughs> and j-
0: and just to be fair and just to be even across the board, yeah. even Tom Holland's Spider-Man, I still find it hard to believe that he is smart enough to invent web fluids and web shooters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just have never really watched a lot of media where they made it believable that, like, basically a child can, like, invent these superhuman did, things. Did so. he have
1: <laughs> web shooters, though, before Tony Stark came and got him? I knew he was super strong, but I didn't ever... Yeah,
0: no, he already had them because they, uh, he talks about, uh, Tony mentions how impressive he is because the tensile strength okay. is off the charts well, for his uh, shooters let's
1: all be thankful they didn't have a montage where he made his own suit and web shooters and killed <laughs> uncle ben in, in any of the spider-man movies so far oh uncle ben maybe he'll oh
0: my god what if uncle ben shows up in a multiverse oh my god which one are we getting <laughs> which, which uncle ben are we getting well,
1: I guess Martin that's Sheen.
0: True. Uh, yeah, Mark, give us the Martin Sheen one. He's okay. the he's a, in the most in the zeit. I don't remember the actor who played uh, Toby I, McGuire's you uncle. You know, to
1: look, <laughs> i I hope he's still alive. I, oh, I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. Spider Man, 2001, Uncle Ben. Let me let me pull this up. Here. We're doing research live on your Cliff Robertson is his actor's name. Um, oh,
0: does he have that second date in his? Uh, <laughs> and like you up, know, on. the first date when he's born. We don't want to see uh, that second date. That's not a good sign for him.
1: We're going to Wikipedia. It took me a long... Oh, nope, No. Nope. Oh, yeah. No. He's got a second one. He died in 2011.
0: Oh, yep. He, he lost his multiversal cameo, uh, then. He
1: lived, he lived to 88, though. That's pretty good Hollywood I mean, that's good. He yeah. probably got a good
0: paycheck. I don't know if he's been in other stuff, but I'm sure that Spider-Man role was enough to to keep him
1: rolling comfortably into, into 88. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, you know, good, good, good for him. So, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do for that. But, um, yeah let's switch some gears up sucks star wars visions mike i thought this came out this weekend uh i'm gonna be (laughs) honest with you i sat there and i was like oh my god i didn't watch the new star wars anime episode yet holy shit where is it And i spent forever trying to log into my disney plus on my phone to see where it was and then come to find out it's September twenty second, not August twenty second. Oh, this drops. Gotcha. And the new trailer only got me that much more hyped because that's why I thought there was a new uh, thing this weekend with the new trailer. Mm-hmm. And what did you what did you call it? Was it an umbrella lightsaber or something like that? Ladies? Yeah, that's what it looks it was, like, like. It's so sort of seconds like... in. I was like. <laughs>
0: It's the most amount of lightsabers I've ever seen attached to anything. It's like it's funny because you sent the trailer to me with just this timestamp. No explanation of what the timestamp was. And I didn't even need to look up what it was. When I saw this twirling lightsaber, a maniac machine, I was like, this is exactly what Chris is referencing. And then I double-checked. And I was like, yep, this is what he was talking about. I think it's 58 seconds in. Uh, some crazy yeah. person has some twirling things that I think could go toe-to-toe with Grievous any
1: day of the week, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so Mike, your your stance is, if you get Star Wars, by God, you want lightsabers. You, the more lightsabers, mm-hmm. the happier you are, right? Like,
0: yes, uh, exactly.
1: Happier than a pig in shit is, as I believe <laughs> you would say. And at fifty-eight seconds, by God, they deliver eight red lightsabers on a spinny <laughs> umbrella stick to block what appears to be a uh, a blaster minigun right beforehand. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like the most anime thing i've ever seen in my life in this like couple scenes here and i love it like the the show all the different art styles all the different stories they look wild and let me tell you They don't stop with the lightsabers. That's not the only lightsabers you see here. There's a lot more going on. It looks really fun. And I mean,
0: I'm not a petulant child here. If you sit down to watch like a samurai genre movie or TV show, like how would you feel if there was no swords in it, right? You know, so that's why I really like the lightsabers. It's just weird not seeing a lightsaber in the Star Wars media, which is just goes to show you how good the Mandalorian is that they get by without much any of them at all really like there's a dark saber in one season and then you got a little bit of luke's lightsaber at the end of the other one uh but yeah this looks great uh i know a lot of people are responding to the studio trigger version segments which they've done a lot of modern really popular anime i'm trying to think of them off the top of my head i think kill a kill is maybe one of the more popular okay. ones that they've done. So there's a definitely a segments in here that look a lot like that art style. So people are looking forward to that. There's this ver- there's this one that I kept getting shots of and it might be the one that has that rotating lightsaber in it where it's a very like sketchy, gritty line quality yeah. to the characters and that looked very very cool.
1: Yeah, it kind of looks like a like an old western cartoon, right? Like from like the mm-hmm. like the the 60s or something here. Well, there was one also uh, like 22 seconds the six-armed lady pulls out six red lightsabers as well like yeah. i'm like they are going like full-on multiple lightsabers about this and then you know the i i think one of the things that's cool is you know you have the ability in anime and and, and art to do the big action scenes that you, you wouldn't normally be able to do right along the way and uh still sell some of the stuff i see there are a lot of people a lot of force holding like someone's force holding a lightsaber at one point and like force stopping blasts for, for people from getting shot uh so that 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 skill they showed off once in what the the rise of Skywalker or the Force Awakens um, has been reused over and over again throughout <laughs> this. So I, I'm excited for this. And now the, I I did see the first topic on on the YouTube video for this is um, subs or dubs, Mike. That's that's what people are going to come <laughs> down to because this is an English dub trailer. That implies that there are subtitles along the way somewhere
0: yeah you you weebs can go watch your go uh, watch your uh, subs i'm going to be dubs all the way uh if you want to prep yourself prime yourself for animated anthologies you can go over to netflix and watch uh love death and robots uh-huh. there's two seasons over there you can go watch the classic animatrix which is exactly kind of what this is doing which is a bunch it- of animated shorts or the and there's also i looked up the name of the other one the batman one is called batman gotham knight came out in 2008 and that's uh-huh. also a bunch of uh Animated
1: and, Batman shorts, and which Halo, are really good. Halo Legends, which is very similar to this, where they use the anime studios to to do that uh, to tell those gotcha. different stories. So yeah, I, I think I think these are great. I think this looks fun. I again, it's just a teaser to show kind of everything about this. And the more I see, the more I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll be tuning in every week for this. This looks really. Yeah. It's
0: cool because they're also like mainstreaming this idea, right? Like all of these things that we just brought up, these were all just kind of like things that went straight to DVD, right? Nobody really knew about them, never got theater releases, right? This is going to be the first time I think one of these has ever kind of like been mainlined into the zeitgeist. Because even Love, Death, and Robots is not based on any IP. And I'm not saying you have to be based on IP to be successful, right? But I'm just saying like people will actually sit down and watch this because it's based on one of the biggest IPs of all time. So I'm sure we'll be seeing more anthology stuff like this moving forward especially yeah. since you know we'll be talking about what if here in a couple of minutes yeah, and yeah. that's basically what what if is
1: Marvel's doing it but with one art style and this you know they they kind of give it to different anime studios it did make me think uh, the 4th uh, Evangelion movie came out finally on Amazon uh, Oh recently. yeah that's right so uh, i know you've seen all the shows but they they retold those in the four movies and the fourth one finally came out on Amazon which i think pushed that to the top of the streaming charts like uh, anime on Amazon again so mm-hmm. uh, if you're not on the anime train hop on choo, choo choo speaking of Star Wars I did see a rumor going around this week that there is potentially a Finn related series and works for Disney Plus with John Boyega um, this is supposed to be following the events of episode 9 and uh, showcase some history with his time with the First Order uh, before that so uh, John Boyega has been very vocal about how he was kind of treated on the, in the Star Wars, but Star Wars has been very much, you know. I think they've been trying to make amends lately. Yeah, that's so, kind of what it seems like, right? <laughs> uh, and they have an opening. They the the Rangers of the Old Republic show is not going forward, so they've got some budget in there. Maybe they maybe they 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 do some John Boyega right and give him a Finn show. What do you think about this?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm more excited for a Finn show slash Finn movie than I am a. Um, uh, what what's his name in Rogue One? I've already uh, Cassian. Andor. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah. So I I'd be down for more Finn. But honestly, like I think John Boyega. I think it's just time to like move on. Which is kind of hard to do because it just seems like he's kind of fed up with the whole thing. But the thing is, the Disney machine is like half of Hollywood, right? So how do you just kind of write off Disney overall? I think they're talking about like an Attack the Block sequel. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing him in that. You know, really, what I want at the end of the day is just these uh, the sequel trilogy to just be redone. It's not going to happen. You know, they're not. They can't go back and undo all the things that I hate about it. But I loved, I loved him in the in the in the first one. What was it called? The Force Awakens. Yeah, the Force uh, Awakens. I loved his yeah. character in that and then he just gets more and more kind of like sidelined and less interesting throughout the series so i'd i'd be excited to see to see him back but they they really i I hope he wants to do it
1: they really tease him being force sensitive in like the last Mm -hmm. one and you're like is he or is he not but you know they that's another mystery box for another time mike um but yeah i mean this would be cool it would be the first content we get post episode nine right like what's the world like after the emperor dies again uh for the second time so uh i don't know i mean sure give him a show but like you know at the same time like you know is, is that something we're clamoring for in the star wars world uh, i think I they know. just need to, we'll to they need to
0: find it. a way to clean the slate if you will you know let's just start from the beginning start fresh um all the, we'll all see the t- if we'll, we'll see if any of these like kind of newer movies end up doing the,
1: that the Mandalorian is a great kickstarting point for all this stuff, right? Like, uh, I know you said you, uh, you started the bad batch, couldn't get into it really well, but like, you know, the stuff, uh, Dave Filoni doing is all tied together. And that's way more interesting than the Skywalker saga to me, uh, at this point, like, right. Like I would much rather see, you know, we got the Ahsoka show coming up. What else do we have? Um, some of the, the high Republic stuff. There's a lot going on in there. Obi-Wan even like, there's a lot of stuff I'd like to see that you know could be added on here that's not like tied to the new trilogy, but you know maybe they go back and fix some of that. I mean, the Clone Wars TV show is some of the best stuff out of the original tr- or the, not the original the the prequel trilogy, and you know it was added in much later after those movies were out, so um, it could go either way. Star Wars Star Wars is uh, an interesting uh, emotional roller coaster ride whenever you watch something there, so uh, we'll see. I heard, like, the the most interesting thing today. I, w- I was telling my dad about how he could watch The Suicide Squad, right? The new one. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I really didn't like that Birds of Prey in between the sequel to the original one. And I am like, I never really thought of it as a sequel to the original one. And he's not much of a, you know, comic book movie person. But I was like, that's interesting to, to hear that um, mm-hmm. from, from someone outside of our, our realm. But that brings me to the news here. Black Canary, uh, the character, is supposedly getting a spinoff and works at HBO Max. Uh, so... Uh, I I forget the actress's name Uh, Journey Smollett-Bell Her character will live on It sounds like Going forward And I think the part That's going to (laughs) intrigue you the most
0: I was just Go gonna ahead. say, like, birds Birds of Prey is such a, a split movie. I feel like people are still down the middle of it, whether they loved it or whether they're just kind of like, no, it wasn't really for me. Which is unique, just in the sense of like, just uh, DC movies in general. Because usually it's just like, oh, I hate it or I absolutely love it. Just seems like there's a little bit more of a sensible audience when it comes to the Birds of Prey. Like, oh, it's good. Oh, this wasn't really for me. So it's kind of a, a, a unique movie within the DCE right now.
1: Exactly. It's got a lot of big names in it. You know, thinking back, you know, we talked about Ewan McGregor and uh, uh, Harley Quinn. What's what's the actress's name? Um, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff in there. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. But if you like the character Black Canary, like I said, some works at HBO Max. But Misha Green, who was essentially the head of Lovecraft Country, has been tapped to write the screenplay or, or draft or whatever it is. It said screenplay, so it's making me think this is a movie um, for HBO Max. Would. That's wild for me to think of, right? And yeah, then, I
0: don't, it's, it's strange. I, I would have thought that she would have been a little bit more jaded with HBO Max in general, considering they, can't, they canceled her well, uh, H- Emmy-nominated TV show. HBO
1: canceled it, not HBO Max.
0: Yeah, well, it makes you think like, obviously, they're all, you know, executives that work with under the like the same like corporate media branch, but it's just like, well, why doesn't why didn't the executive from across the hall at HBO Max just walk down the hallway and be like, if you guys don't want to do it, I'll do it. Plus, like, I I don't even know what the legacy of just normal straight up HBO is going to be. I got to imagine a lot of that decision making is getting dissolved for the greater good of, you know, HBO Max, but all I have to say is, like like I said earlier with Birds of Prey, I'm on the side of it. That movie wasn't really for me. I don't really need to see more of this character. I mean, we get a little bit of kind of her quote-unquote superpower kind of towards the end of the movie. I don't think that's enough really for me to drive a whole season of a TV show or even a movie on its own. Like, I don't know. It's just This just is not exciting me. I don't know about
1: you, Chris. I no as a premise no but however knowing <laughs> journey small at bell was in lovecraft country misha green's in lovecraft country that's like what 15 nominated 15 nominations for that show right mm-hmm. um or uh, was that was that one of those 15 emmys or, or more somewhere in that it, range it's a huge number uh, and like you know hbo essentially canceled it and then hbo max was like how about we work with you instead to to misha green which is great because you know even um what's his name uh is now becoming Kang the Conqueror, right? Like, in, in Marvel. Oh. Uh, like, there's a lot of good things to come out of that show, and, like, that's like a slap in the face from HBO to cancel it after so many award nominations. So maybe this could be something that, that, that Mission Green wanted to do, and, you know, it's like, I have an idea, let me run with it. Maybe the, that's, the, they're part of the audience who cares, and, and you know, we're just kind of in the meh zone. But, like, they could possibly be fueled to write something good, and, you know, our, our excitement may change, but, just hearing there's a black canary spinoff for hbo max movie i'm like oh that that's the one you chose out of everything yeah in the well, dc and that's pantheon like whole, and that's like a whole nother
0: conversation to have right of what does this hbo max dc universe look like right we've had a lot of things announced Nothing's really been uh, described to us of how it's all supposed to be connected. We don't know if like the ramifications of the next flash movie are going to be so big that it even reaches out and connects all of these other worlds. We don't we don't really know what to expect. I feel like the only time my interest will be peaked in the near future for black Canary, if they announce like a new character, right? Like, Oh, so-and-so has been cast as like green arrow. then it's like, Oh, green arrow is going to be in this movie. Okay. Things are getting a little bit more interesting. Uh, maybe Zatanna is going to pop up in this show, right? Because they've already announced her show as well. Then I'll be like, okay, some stuff's happening here, but yeah, just the character on its own. Not very exciting. But like you said, there's a lot of talent behind this and I will not argue with the talent, like amazing actress, uh, really clever writing, even though, you know, the second half of Lovecraft country wasn't so much for me. Um, yeah. Mixed bag to say the, to say the best, right?
1: Yeah. But, but a lot of talent. So a lot of potential, even if we're not excited right now, um, they, they could Mm -hmm. sway us either way. So we'll see that. Back to what we are talking about with Spider-Man, James Bond No Way to Die, a Sony film which is now owned by, what, Amazon, right? Like, isn't that my understanding to Amazon? Uh,
0: I don't think the deal has been fully oh, yeah. inked, but it's kind of looking
1: like it. Right. So the world premiere for No Time to Die is set for September 28th, 2021. They ha- He has had plenty of time to die at this point. He's out <laughs> of time to die. He has to have no time to die, uh, which implies there are no more delays for this film right now uh-huh. um, that they are committing to a theatrical release to get this movie out i believe they even said they have to make i think 750 million or more to make their money back on this movie uh oh that's not gonna rating. happen
0: that is not gonna happen
1: yeah um but there's also i was reading reports that they delayed this movie so long they're like all the technology in the film phone stuff like that have become outdated at this point from when oh, they filmed no.
0: it. I mean, that's just also, that's just kind of bad filmmaking in general, right? Yeah. Like if your movie is already obsolete after a year or two when it came out, like, I mean, yeah. come on.
1: <laughs> well, I, and I think I think some of that goes to product placement, like James Bond is known for for product placement. right? Like oh, did James? Did James a have a meet- James
0: <laughs> Did James have a meeting with Q, and he was just like, "All you have to use use this Snapchat filter to understand right. where the weapons are behind the enemies." And it's just Here. like, nobody
1: using Snapchat anymore. <laughs> Dear James Bond, don't go to don't go to OnlyFans because of all the pornography you will find on. Him. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well,
0: <laughs> oh no, why did I write that into the plot of the movie? I'm yeah. so stupid.
1: Yeah, uh, but I mean, uh, again, going back, James. I mean, James. Spawn was it oh, the, half the Pierce Bros and ones or more were paid for entirely by product placement companies, which is <laughs> weird. Uh, but you know, there it's implies that they have to go back and like they might have to CGI some stuff in there, some technology. Um, but this means Sony's committing to a date. If we get a Spider Man trailer tomorrow or another no time to Die trailer soon, I think they will be committed to some some theatrical release date sooner or later. Uh I hope so. I hope people are getting vaccinated. I hope people are being safe and staying safe and healthy and everything is going well and that we actually get to go to the movies. Uh yes. And 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 not have to buy extra seats for for safety precautions. Yeah.
0: So, Chris, sometimes I um, wonder I'm exce- what I'm exce- if what if everybody was vaccinated? <laughs> if that happened, could everybody yeah. just go back to the movies like
1: normal? I wish. Yeah, we, we'd all have plenty of time to die at that point um, oh. instead of no time to die. Or we get no time to... I don't know. There's a James Bond reference in there somewhere and a joke. And I, I'd like mine shaken and not start. But thank you very much. Uh, shifting into gears, the final bit of the episode. Always, folks, we are in a new Marvel show. We are in a new uh, season. We are in What If of for Marvel. So we're going to spend this time, the rest of the episode, discussing uh, this episode. Full spoiler alert. Uh... And um, if you've not watched it, pause it, go watch it. Don't be Mike. Don't watch it two days later, folks. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, And uh, we're going to discuss this episode, which uh, is what if T'Challa was uh, abducted as a child and turned into Star-Lord instead. Mike, we've not talked about this one as much as we had the first one. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is what I was looking for in a What If series. This is exactly (laughs) what I wanted. It it, it satisfies all my complaints i had last week about not being weird enough or wild enough or mm-hmm. changing enough about the universe right like the first one feels like a gender swapped agent carter this one even has thanos on his goddamn team uh
0: yeah and it even also kind of has well you know the first one also had this as well i i, I kind of like how each of these episodes are setting up like a little bit of like a stinger yeah. slash kind of like not post credits but you know kind of a there's a more stories if you here will. to tell later yeah yeah, I, I do kind of like how this whole episode is just one big shot across the bow to Star-Lord of, of just like uh, Peter Quill of like, oh, this is what happens when an actually a good person gets abducted yeah. into space because I love how like just how genuinely uh, T'Challa is. Uh, at his very core, that just bring him into outer space with like these space thieves. He just changes the whole. He just changes everything. Yeah. Thanos is good now. Yondu is good. The yeah. Ravengers are just basically Robin, <laughs> Robin Hood. Like they're stealing like these intergalactic like spores or something that's yeah. gonna like help galaxies like feed each other. And I was like, th- this is like so funny. Like Peter he, Quill, you're just not good enough for the universe.
1: Well, it starts off the same as Guardians One, but he's like. And then Korath is like, oh my God, it's Star Lord. I mean, this is so exciting. I get to fight you kind of thing. He was like, and he uh-huh. knew everything about him and he was like, kind of starstruck. But he's like, I still have to fight you. Do you you know, should I use my gun or not? You know, is it fair? He's like, no, no, uh-huh. go ahead. Like, I love the enthusiasm, the suave sophisticatedness that Chadwick Boseman brought to T'Challa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, saying that out loud, it's like really depressing. Like, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to, like, we're going to miss this, right? We don't get mm-hmm. this back. Um, and this story just goes in in such a wild direction where it doesn't slow down, I feel like, right? Like this episode kicks up and like it's scene to scene to scene. and they're setting up even a heist in their head. And then there's like double crosses, and those double crosses have double crosses. And uh, we get to see, you know, the collector um, become like a kingpin of the of the the space cosmic MCU. I, yeah. I was thrilled. I, I was – there wasn't as much music to T'Challa as there is, like, you know, regular Star-Lord. And we, we get that stinger at the end about that. And we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. But, man. Well,
0: he was uh, – T'Challa was uh, an isolated kid. They didn't get a lot yeah. of pop culture through those uh, force fields yeah. in uh, Wakanda, right? Yeah. Uh, I loved uh, – but speaking of just, like, overall music in general, like, when he finds the Wakandan ship in the Collectors Collecting. Yeah. And then that kind of uh, – that uh, African kind of uh, – sting, the if drums. you will, jingle comes through. I was like, yeah. ooh, I, I forgot how much I just love that sound when it kind of cuts through all of kind of like the sci-fi-ness, uh, or it brings you right back down to earth, uh, literally and figuratively. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think one of my favorite parts was when they were fighting the collector at the very end and he was grabbing all of these like weapons from the uh, mcu that we've seen uh we see cap's shield in the back he never quite grabs it but he has it but was that korg's fist is that what he said that he grabbed it off of um i don't remember korg's race but i it sounded like he just like did he just chop korg's hand off and just take his hand i i didn't quite catch what it was but i was like that's pretty dark if that's what it is i don't
1: I don't remember this I'd have to go back and look because I was looking at everything in the in the case right like, I didn't even think it, Mjolnir was in the case
0: yeah it's the first weapon that he grabs like because uh, T'Challa is kind of like running down the corridor and then he gets like punched like sidelined right away and it's because the the collector is wearing this big stone fist i'll have to go back and take another look at it as well but that was a fun fight too everything was great that you know there's still a big there's still like a line of maturity through it that just kind of makes it feel at home in the mcu still but also some great quips and jokes
1: yeah well it plays a lot of what we already know right like thanos is like he's he's working in the robin hood thing but he's like yeah it would be more efficient if we just killed half the people right wink wink hint hint Uh, Josh Brolin voicing Thanos again It's just It's crazy to hear him As like a good guy Uh, And But he has like that That banter with Nebula Who's like Not robotic anymore Like she has like One robot eye She's all human Uh Blonde hair She's kind of like The uh, femme fatale If you will uh, Uh Of this Kind of set it up Like doing doing this stuff. I, I really enjoyed the bar scene where they're like they're all like even taser faces there right and Craglin, <laughs> oh, yeah. they're all like regaling about stories of stuff they did in <laughs> star lord uh and how cool t'challa is and, and everything even drax as the bartender uh oh, wants to take yeah. a selfie with him yeah um, we don't see rocket Groot, or
0: gamora we do know that we're going to see gamora later in the yeah. series because she's popped up in the trailers but it is hard to believe like in the second, if we don't get it in the first season, it'd be so weird not to see rocket and Groot at oh. some point in time. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to see what, what those two are up to.
1: Yeah. I would also say one of my favorite things, again, I love the characters, the black order. Um, and we get to see them like, they're actually powerful enough to take down Thanos in this. Uh, and imagine if they had realized that when he was working for them, they were working for him in the other movies, <laughs> but like, yeah. um, we, we get to see that. And then, um, uh, uh nebula came back and saved thanos from them and that was that was pretty cool to to see that i, I mean yeah I, it's, it's hard to pinpoint something specific from this episode that really stood out because it all stands out to me like
0: yeah i even the final scene when they're all in wakanda kind of breaking bread at dinner and then there's just a wakandan like i don't know that sounds an awful lot like genocide so i love yeah. that through line of that joka uh, coming back around uh-huh. and uh the the and, animation's uh, beautiful just as as it was in the first one. I
1: think this one was a little better because it wasn't playing off just white people's faces like there's aliens and then you know uh, T'Challa Star with his mask and, like all sorts of colors. It looked way better this episode than I think it did the mm-hmm. first one if I'm going to be com- straight honest um, out out the gate uh, with that. And then Korath <laughs> w- always saying that he was Star-Lord's best friend like <laughs> yeah. trying to steal that thunder. There's there a lot of good thing- voice actors coming back for this too.
0: Well, speaking of the voice actors, this is one thing that, like has really been throwing me off because, you know, you have the visual disconnect, right? Because I think this is like one of the few times in history, right, where these uh, characters and actors have been established in live action for many, many um, appearances, right? We've gotten very used to these faces with these characters and these costumes. And now all of a sudden it's being shifted over to animation. And you know that some of the voice actors aren't coming back, but most of them are. But like, I don't always remember at the top of the episode, like who and who isn't returning. So I'm just like, is like, is that uh like this person's voice? Is that that person's voice? Like, it sounds a little off. Is this just a really good voice actor? And then I then I realize like, oh, are these like maybe, are the actors are just kind of out of like you know maybe a little out of touch of the character, right? Like I'm not saying like they they can't do the voice at all, but like you know when Drax sh- shows up at the bar, right? Sometimes it doesn't sound like Dave Batista, which is kind of weird, but it definitely is Dave Batista, which makes me think maybe this is more of like a production thing, right? Like, hey, Dave, we only need you for like 10 minutes today, right? Can you just pop into this booth, read these lines, and we're good to go? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. And it's just like, he's not quite in character. He hasn't been in set all day in the makeup. He hasn't totally embodied like the, the energy of the character. So, like, these actors are getting very close, but not quite a hundred percent, which is uh, a ma- is making it hard for my brain to connect. So some of some of them are great, like um, Josh Brolin uh, was Thanos perfectly the entire time. I felt uh, I felt very connected to the character, but like sometimes, like Yandu didn't sound like Yandu, and I am not a hundred percent convinced. I'm sure the credits can prove me wrong, but um, the. Um, James Gunn's brother, what's his name again? Sean Gunn. Was was he reprising his role? Yep. Because yep. it
1: yep. did According not sound to like IMDb, him. Yeah.
0: It did not sound like yeah. to him at all. But I'm not saying like this is a bad thing. This is just this weird like mental game that my brain has to play with these with these things, right? And I don't know if they were necessarily anticipating this and. I don't think I've seen a lot of people come to this conclusion, so it just might be my weird brain. But it is something that I have to contend with when I watch the show.
1: Well, I, I think I think here's the thing: you can't have it both ways. Like you can't like come record this for ten minutes because you get Sean Gunn sound not sounding like Craglin, right? Because he probably recorded his in ten oh. minutes
0: i have to say like i'm not complaining right Right. i'm just saying like if i was producing the show i would make the exact same decisions right there's no reason not to do what they're doing but it is just kind of weird it's like this almost like a phenomena that my brain is just
1: trying to wrap its head around it's fun it makes the show
0: a little bit more uh interactive (laughs) rather
1: than having like three or four people you know this has like a a dozen almost two dozen people reprising their roles right like Mm -hmm. um you know to me, I think the one that stood out the most was the collector didn't have his weird like lisp. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was
0: like, I swear I saw Benicio's name in, it, in the front of these credits.
1: It is him, <laughs> and he doesn't sound like the collector now, mind you. This collector has become a different person. You know, he's 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 essentially the kingpin of the of the the cosmos, if you will, kind of thing. Um, so I I feel like he he had more confidence in his voice, but it wasn't the collector we know about from the movies for sure. Um I Howard the Duck got way more play than I anticipated. Oh uh, yeah. With Seth, Seth Green coming back for that one. Uh I'm just kind of looking at the, the things here. I do wanna say um that is exactly Kurt Russell at the end of this episode talking oh, this, yeah. to mm-hmm. to not Star Lord, um uh, Peter Quill because at this one Peter Quill never went to space so he's working at the Dairy Queen we see in Guardians 2. Uh, and, uh, Kurt Russell shows up with his eyes and then the watch is like, Oh, this might lead to the end of the universe, but that's for another day. And I'm like, ah, that's season two, <laughs> isn't it? That's gotta be a season yep. two episode. So, um, but if, if the collector had Captain America's shield Mjolnir, are the Avengers defeated already? That's my question. What do you think about that? Yeah.
0: Or maybe like a sneaky bandit just, <laughs> just went down to earth and just grabbed yeah. it while he was uh, sleeping. Right. It's like, Oh, I hate it when people steal my shield. When I'm uh, a nap.
1: The one I also had the issues with uh, Tachaka uh, was actually John John Canney, uh, who was the voice of, uh, who who played Tachaka in the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I didn't think it was uh, him either. But like I, I get what you're saying. Like there's a little bit of a twist on him, but like at the same time, I I love I love the voice actors are back. Even Karen Gillan as Nebula. Like all these mm-hmm. people. Like it makes me feel hearing this voice like I'm. I, this is the movie. This is real content these characters are still the ones we know about from the movies but just changed enough to be different like in their stories and that I think that's the extra mile the show was going for for a lot of these characters Um, yeah
0: and it was a big surprise I think we kind of all knew a little bit what was going to happen in that Captain Carter episode yeah. you could just kind of telegraph it in your head how things would go you know it gets a little it gets a little kind of quirky there at the end with the tentacle monster but we even saw the uh, Hydra Stomper in the trailers, so we kind of oh. knew a lot of the beats that it was going to take I had no idea Thanos was going to be in this episode yeah, right? I didn't I thought he was just a who's going to be a cameo at first yeah. but then he's like literally in the whole episode and uh, I think our third episode I, I know a lot of the episode orders have been leaked already um, but we did get an official kind of release that the third episode next week's episode is going to be basically Spider-Man with Dr. Strange's cape. So I don't know exactly what transpires there, but that seems like it's going to be a, a relatively heavy uh, hitter with star power. You so know, because you're going to have Tom Holland there. Uh, Tom, Tom Holland's not in this. But oh, he's not na- in it. No, oh, ta- ta- maybe it's like a Sony contract yeah. thing or something. Well, like that.
1: the next one is actually not that episode. So, oh, it's not. I, I thought it was confirmed for episode three already. No, the first three were given as screeners out to the public and the the not the public uh, reviewers. And the third one is uh, uh, has to deal with somebody else. Do you want to know who it is or do you want to, you uh, want to I, I mean, I, no, I mean, I mean, I'll lay it down.
0: It's, I'd it's, like it's to know. a,
1: a Loki centered episode. Um, oh,
0: I see. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in the middle of Googling it right now. Okay.
1: Yeah. So um, the, the one with Spider-Man and the Cape is actually uh, from the toys. That's Spider-Man zombie hunter. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so um, I don't have all of them. The, the, it looks like some of them are, are on IMDb here, uh, but like, I don't think this is all of them. But I'm pretty sure the first three were those two, and then Loki was the third one, based on the screen. Oh, well, now
0: I'm a little... I mean, it's not like I'm not looking forward to seeing uh, 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 Loki pop yeah. up on screen again, but I was like, man, we're going to get Spider-Man in a cape next week? This is going to be great. <laughs>
1: I, I, I would love to be wrong. Uh, wouldn't that be great if Spider-Man episode was the week they released a the trailer for for No Way Home? Oh, uh, talk about the synergy. I know, synergy. Corporate people who want our money giving us things (laughs) that we want so we give them our money so
0: yeah yeah
1: i I think this was great this is exactly the what if episode stuff i wanted i think captain carter was good but like was played it very safe right like i'm like this isn't wild enough this isn't enough change and this one was um what if again literally what if yondu sent his minions to pick up a person and he's like he's got two eye holes two seeing holes two hearing (laughs) holes and like uh, three all human all
0: humans look the same to me (laughs) yeah
1: so um i I think this was this was just fantastic and went a total opposite direction without just changing one character for the other and giving it the same kind of scenario so i I, i'm fully back on board mike this pushed me to the yes this is awesome kind of thing so that's what we like to hear yes so anything else you want to add to what if episode two discussion mike Uh, I'm going to try my best to watch
0: episode three on Wednesday this week. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So cool. All right. Well, we'll wrap up this, this, this episode, uh, for this week. Um, again, just a reminder, I I just pulled up Twitter. Spider-Man no way home is trending so goddamn much right now. (laughs) Um, but, uh, like apparently The first tweet I see is I've never seen someone burn a source like this. So this watermarked video person is in so much goddamn trouble. Oh my Um, god.
0: Well, I guess if the if things leak enough, there is a chance that the trailer could still drop tonight because that has happened in the past where if a trailer leaks early enough, they'll just get it out there officially. Was it
1: like a Captain America one
0: or something? I feel like it was one of those movies. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't quite remember, but I know there. I feel like something recently has happened.
1: Yeah, Uh, a lot of people are saying Scarlett Johansson's doing it. She's on the <laughs> Disney server leaking leaking the trailer. So no, I think it's uh, I
0: think it's Al G Rhythm. He's hopped over from Warner uh, Brothers to the Marvel server.
1: Yeah, that'd be that'd be a good. One. Um. So yeah. All right. Well, again, watch out for that trailer, Mike. If people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you? At?
0: Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at PickledComics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Reach out to me if you want to hear about Shang-Chi before you go in. Uh, spoilers, no spoilers. You tell me what you want. I'm going to try to go in light uh, for everybody here. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Valdan87. Michael P will know about the show, where they can find us, and get ready for that Shang-Chi review in a couple weeks. Where can they get it at? Well, all you got to do
0: is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the headquarters for our show, and you can get our awesome show notes over there. So if you want to check out the final trailer for The Eternals or if you want to see the... Um the new uh, trailer for that Star Wars vision. Uh, that's an awesome trailer. Head on over to superhero slate.com and get that link. And you can get our podcast at Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. There's so many places you can follow us. Give us the love. You can get merch over at superhero slate.com/ store. We love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of the show, all you have to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And thank you for uh, sitting through this whole episode through our technical difficulties and my trash internet. So I think we did pretty good for Chris, uh, just barely being able to uh, understand when and when I'm starting to talk.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think we'll figure it out. Uh, We'll, we'll have something, something solved for next week for sure. So uh, we'll see you guys then. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. I got my Mountain Dew. I got one of those Rises here, Mike. I'm ready to rock and roll.
0: Chris is amped. He's on the Rise. Mountain Dew Rise.